Yo, yo, bro, this is Vince Russo, and you're listening to Dynamo's Dozen. This is the best, bro. This is where you want to be. Just hearing the guy say, tree, tree, tree. Watch this show, Dynamo's Dozen. This is the best, number one. Take care, bro. You're listening to Dynamo's Dozen. Now let's welcome your host, Team Dynamo Kelly. Welcome to Dynamo's Dozen, the podcast that I bring you each and every single week where I talk about whatever may be on my mind from pro wrestling, sports, entertainment, music, movies, muesli, fresh socks and jocks, and everything in between, never forgetting the talc that was take number two. Uh, Inside joke for the two boys that have joined me. First time it has ever happened where I've had to do a second take on this intro. Actually, that's a lie. First time I've had to do it since... It was audio, and it was the first show or two. So, uh, lads, welcome back to the show. It's uh, Noel. You're always my my right hand man, but it's nice to have Ted back on Dynamo's Dozen. It's been a minute, my friend. Yeah, well, we're doing an AEW pay per view. I said I better get back on after you know the the last AEW pay per view that we did. Well, I don't know if it was the last one I did with you, but definitely the first pay per view they did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was actually, it's funny because, yeah, this is, this has come full circle now, isn't it? Because you were the, you were actually the first to come on, myself and yourself going all in. Yeah, I traveled over on a one day round trip for it. Yeah. One day round trip and you come back and you were on. Well, two two day, I suppose, technically, because by the time you fucking land and get back, it's been two days, but. Balls of dedication, dedication. Balls of steel and dedication. I was all in. You you were you were all in, and today we're... In. And, and then wiped out. Yeah, it's fucking wiped. I was after. <laughs> well, today we are going to be speaking about AEW Revolution 2022, of course. But before we do that, let's take care of a bit of business. Um, if you uh, if you are a fan of this show and you want to know more information, we are on Twitter, of course. Uh, Ian Kelly eight hundred. Um, you'll find me there, Dynamo's Dozen. If I've been Dynamo's Dozen, it'll come up anyway into the old Googlings. Um, Facebook, it's Dynamo's Dozen as well. And of course, it is Dynamo's Dozen on Instagram. I believe it is just Dynamo's Dozen as well. Um, Instagram is relatively new, so the handle is not quite flowing from the tongue yet, but uh, we'll put all the links into the description anyway. And of course, Dynamo's Dozen at gmail.com. Um, we did get some emails over the past week some actual funny ones to be fair and um, one was not only is dynamo like cm punk but now all of a sudden uh it seems like they're related with the amount of bret hart loving between punk and the cameras apparently he was crying the other day i didn't see this and um, you lads might know about it but apparently punk had a bit of a breakdown uh got emotional about bret hart or something like that so uh i'll have to check that out haven't caught up yet um, trying to catch up on a four and a half hour pay per view was uh, was difficult enough over over the space of a twenty four hour period where there is not a lot of free time. Um, also, on the slab horror show is a show that yours truly is also a part of. Um, we're proud to announce that we have our first sponsorship for that show, but we also have a second sponsorship as part of this show as well. Um, now we won't uh, we won't have the actually we can probably Ted you, you you're a little bit of a part of that group as well to be fair you've been on on the slab um you know the the promo code will probably work if if I send you as well because obviously we agreed to that and with Ben yeah. but Fright Rags is a fantastic um online horror shop where they do the most amazing um t-shirts and hoodies and. Um, they're just they're just so so cool no you've probably seen some of the stuff as well and um, quality is really really good they're based over in uh 
based over in Buffalo, New York. But you don't need to know that because it's all online. It's delivered to your door. So go and check them out. They're Fright Rags on Instagram. They are on Facebook as well. Again, we'll put some links uh, in the description um, below. So we'll put the promo code in, code in there as well. I think it's uh, what's it on the slab. OTS, uh, OTS Horror uh, 10, I think it is. OTS Horror 10, that's the one, Ted. Thank you very much. Uh, it's OTS Horror 10. That'll actually get you 10% off. Uh, there's some amazing um, Boris Karloff Dracula t-shirt there. There's a lot of, uh, there's stuff like they have a crow long sleeve. The crow is really crow beautiful. Is fucking beautiful it oh, is. so beautiful. Um, if you're a big John Carpenter fan like myself, you've got all the Halloween stuff there. They've even got like a really cool t-shirt of the Ting, uh, Roddy Piper's They Live. Uh, Noel, you'd actually love some of the stuff there as well. There's great hoodies and all that as well. And of course, the original sponsor of the show and still here, <laughs> my right-hand man, Noel Hogan, of course, Wrestling Mania. Uh, may not be an online store, but it may as well be because Noel will also and get merchandise delivered directly to you if that's what you so choose. And Noel, it's only right that I let you take the floor here because we are in the run-in to WrestleMania. We're on the road to WrestleMania. So uh, now is the time for people to get their shirts if they're traveling uh, over to Dallas, right? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. If you're looking for anything for WrestleMania, now is the time. Get on to us and let us know. We're, we're placing our WrestleMania uh, merchandise orders as we speak at the moment. And yours truly will be over in Dallas for a week. So um, really looking forward. I can't wait. And absolutely. Uh, and as always, look, you know, Noel, at this stage, um, you can you can contact him on any of his socials, which he will mention now momentarily. Um, or if you need to uh, get through me to get to Noel and need his information, I'll happily pass it along as well. So, Noel, in terms of wrestling mania, if people aren't able to make it to the shop, what, what's the best way to get you if they're looking to place an order online? Now? Very simple. Wrestling Mania Dublin on Instagram. That's it. That's it's as simple as that. Instagram is literally where it's at nowadays, lads. It's not a messenger job anymore on Facebook. Instagram is where it's at. Yeah. Well, look, um, we'll, we'll, of course, we'll plug the two boys at the end. Ted, of course, runs the fantastic show Retrotainment as well, which is has its own channel now on YouTube. It's just type in Retrotainment and you will, you will yeah, find the, the episodes there. Find so. us there. Um, of course, you're on Twitter as well. Uh, yeah retrotainment one on twitter and on uh facebook i think it's the same on uh instagram as well yeah and noel your football shows you've got about 20 yeah absolutely yeah upper tier out there and uh, we're on facebook instagram uh twitter tiktok we're out on tiktok as well having a lot of fun out there Great fun on that. with clips and stuff like that and all uh, and if you want to contact us the upper tier podcast gmail.com plenty of content going out on a daily basis previews match reactions ted was on the other night we had a great exchange the other night ted didn't we hey. but, uh, the match reaction for united yeah. was classic yeah. stuff in there all right so good crack on that one all right that is yeah. on the to watch list for this evening for me so i'm looking forward to that. yeah yeah you'll enjoy the last say 20 minutes i am um, i threw some curveballs out there to get reactions on it, it was really good and, <laughs> yeah. and, it, and, it, and it worked let's just say it worked <laughs> i love it i love it well look that is the uh, that is the plugin out of the way. We you know, we promised you once the DPN went that our bond and brothership would not go. So we're all still interwoven and uh, we still all very very much support each other's show. So if you're only uh, listening for the first time or you're only seeing the boys for the first time, and uh, because of what we're talking about today, do go and check their stuff out as well. Um, so guys, on to today's show. AEW Revolution 2022. Um, a show that, you know, AEW still do kind of like the quarterly shows the way WWE used to, I suppose, in terms of pay-per-views because they have that much content now, I suppose, with their, you know, with AEW Rampage, their one-hour show on Fridays, and then, of course, you know, uh, their Wednesday show as well. Dynamite, it's, it's kind of, it kind of works, doesn't it? Um, having the, the 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 quarterly pay-per-view it's kind of nice to not be saturated with pay-per-views every month um, but this of course took place on Sunday actually for the European fans weren't too happy with this because AEW were kind of the first to kind of bring in the Saturday pay-per-view on, on a mainstream level it was on March 6th so for the likes of us three unfortunates uh, we had to kind of get it the next day but it was um, it was in 
I think one of all three of our favorite places, Orlando, Florida, uh, the addition for yeah. an absolute arena. And um, yeah, it was, it was a good, uh, there's a lot of talking points on this. So I suppose, Ted, you, you, it's been a while since you've been on. So why don't you, we'll, we'll go through the matches first. Okay. We'll, we'll just go through the match listen first. Um, legit Layla Hirsch uh, defeated Chris Statlander by pinfall. Hook defeated QT Marshall, submission. House of Black, of course, Malachi Black, Rowdy King, Buddy Matthews defeated Pac Penta Oscuro and Eric Redbeard, of course. And um, bit of a uh, bit of a throw under the bus job there. Um, they were the they were the kind of the prelim, the buy-in show, as they call it. Um, yeah. And then we started off the main the main card with Eddie Kingston with Chris Jericho in a singles match. Um, Jurassic Express, Express, Jungle Boy, and uh, Luchasaurus defeated Red Dragon, Bobby Fish, and Cole O'Reilly, and the Young Bucks uh, with Brandon Cutler. Brandon Cutlet to some people, but I'll call him Brandon Cutler because he's never done that on me. Um, Wardlow defeated Limitless, Keith Lee, Orange Cassidy, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, and Christian Cage um, in a, a ladder match for future TNT Championship match, which I think that belt is absolutely beautiful i don't know about anyone else but i love that belt um another aew tbs championship now this is also a beautiful belt on the lady side um jade Car- i can never say a car i use i usually say cargrill but it's cargill um, yeah. yeah with uh with mark sterling defeated tay conte uh with anna jay by pinfall cm punk um which is probably the, the story of the show, really. Um, the rivalry to this was just absolutely, to use a Vince McMahon word, stupendous. Um, the build-up to this is probably the best thing, I think, that's been on AEW, to be fair, and it's brought a lot of the yeah. outside, it's brought a lot of the casuals in, which I think that's why Punk has paid the big bucks, and that's why MJF will be. Dog collar match, old school. Um, Dr. Britt Baker, one of my favorites um, with Rebel and Jamie Hayter defeated another one of my favorites, friend of Dynamo's dozen, of course, uh, Tonda Rosa, who had an absolutely amazing entrance, by the way, I'll just say that. Um, it was a real throwback to WCW Lucha, Lucha entrances, wasn't it? Um, yeah. And speaking of beautiful no, belts, I was gonna say, that's the nicest that, belt in the business. Beautiful belt. Inter- inter- I think it was only introduced there that yeah. night as well, wasn't it? Or oh. did they introduce it the, the night before on one of the other shows? But it was definitely really new on it. By far the nicest lovely. belt in It's, the, it's very in similar AEW. to the men's one, isn't it? Like it's just on a smaller level, but yeah. it's, a, it's a beautiful yeah. belt. Um, yeah, lovely belt. Oh, it's lovely. John Moxley um, defeated Brian Danielson by pinfall, which. We are going to get on to a big talking point um, at the end of that match. And then Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara and Sting defeated the Andrade Hardy family office. Andrade, uh, Matt Hardy and Isaiah Cassidy with Jose the assistant by pinfall. And then lastly, main event for another beautiful belt, which I still believe that it's the best men's looking belt for me anyway. Um, in the business at the moment, uh, Hangman Adam Page, who was the champ, of course, defeated Adam Cole, Niles Boy, by pinfall. So, lots to get through. We're not going to go through it match by match, but I think first and foremost, Ted, um, the show as a whole. What, what did you What did you think of it? And where do you think it's called Revolution? So let's let's kind of have a little play on words. Where do you think? How do you think AEW is evolving now that it kind of seems to have its roster kind of set in stone? Where you know. A couple of additions may be made here or there, but it's pretty much set in stone, isn't it? It is, yeah. I, th- I think in terms of pay-per-view, I-, I do agree with you. I like the idea that it's, you know, there's not one every month. I do think that helps build up things. Um, and it means that, you know, these bigger, fe- like a couple of these feuds are only, you know, one or two weeks old, but then you have the likes of Punk and MJF, which gets to build. Now they do have like some of their weekly shows. They kind of, they're like mini pay-per-views for certain matches. You know what I mean? Like they, they give them names and everything like Clash that. Clash of champions type style the way. AEW yeah. Like it's not, it's not an actual, be, yeah. yeah. Like it's not an actual pay-per-view, but like you get that big. Like a Saturday night main event. Yeah. Right. You get a big feel to it. Um, yeah. I think they're going the wrong way with the length of the pay-per-views here. Like this, the actual pay-per-view itself was four hours and then there was an hour long buy-in. I think you're talking five hours. This is something people complained about with WWE. And I did like, you know, I'd say most of the matches on this were very good and you were entertained throughout the whole thing, but four hours is a long time to ask people to 
to sit down and watch a, a, a wrestling pay-per-view for and five if you're going to go to the the pre the buy-in or whatever they want to call it i think they're, they're going the wrong way with that you can they probably trim some of the fat when there. you look at them you know when you look at like just under you know just well, just the 17 minute mark with you know with the lutasaurus express official royalty and the books of course i think the books must have it in their contract if it's happening like that was probably they probably made an exception there to go less than 20 minutes you know but like some of these matches probably could you probably could get good context from some of these couldn't you and um, like these you know six mans or whatever if you just shorten them down a little bit and, and leave a little bit more of the storytelling for like the singles matches that need the big yeah you know, well i i think what there's a six-man match on this that i think could have just been left off it and like i don't like to say that yeah. because you know everyone loves thing but like dump that to the pre-show lads that was fucking you know that was a six on three match and they still fucking lost. Mm. Come on, lads. You know, Sammy Guevara does a fucking, um, what is it, C4 off the top yeah, of the exactly. head. I like this. No, but it, it looks deadly, right? It looks deadly. But how did Sammy Guevara put down uh, Isaiah Cassidy, I think it is? I don't know which one was actually part of the match and which one of them was the the tag team partner. But he puts one of them down with just a kick when he kicks him onto the table. Then does that. You're telling me that you can't pick up him carry him to the ring, fuck him in it, go up and get your mate, carry him down, throw your mate on top of him and get the one, two, three. No, you're just going to sit there and watch the two of them lie on the ground. Well, and it was cool to see Sting jump off the fucking yoke. Like, it was mm, deadly to see. Was it, was it though? It was, it <laughs> yes. was a cool, it was yes, a cool it was. visual, but I mean, like, you know, the guy's north of 60. Um, I don't know, does he need to be doing it? And then Darby Allen. Oh, oh, no, he, he doesn't need to be, I'd agree with it, that. It, <laughs> That's it, why sometimes I go. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the end of the match was fucking... You know, I, I know what they were going for. You know, halfway across the ring, he does the coffin drop. Fucking missed it. And they got the one, two, three. I mean, take that, put it on your pre-show and just, you know, use that extra, either cut the pay-per-view by a little bit or give the time to somebody else because fuck me, that match shouldn't have been there. Yeah. Now that we got that one out of the way, Noel. Believe it or not, I would normally come on barking about the length of these shows. But with this show... I'm not going to bark about it. I actually thought that this show went by for four hours. I think it went by quite quite quick because I think the quality of the matches on the show were really good and they had you invested. And I think also with the way they structured the card as well, with, with Jericho off the bat type of thing, yeah. what it meant is you weren't waiting for Punk. You weren't waiting for Daniel Bryan. You had a very solid card throughout. Mm. Um, and it didn't feel like four hours. No, it I will agree. It didn't feel like four hours. And this is a guy who sat in the stadium for eight hours at WrestleMania, hounding people over it. Yeah. But I think I think the problem you have as well is because you only have them every quarter and because they have quite a bloated roster and because they're still trying to really legitimize and build stars as well and find room for what they're bringing in and stuff mm. like that. They kind of need those four hours, you know what I mean? Like the thing about it is if you look at the work they've done on Darby Allen and the stuff at Sting and you know, the other guys that were in that match, if you bump it to the pre-show, you're kind of devaluing the boys a little bit, aren't you? And 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 even if you bump it to the pre-show, Ted, you're still looking at a five-hour situation if you combine the two and you're in the stadium, regardless of where you bump yeah. it to. Um, I mean, maybe maybe something like Hook and QT Marshall maybe might be able to fall off it, but then Hook has been the big thing for a while, you know, so yeah. you bump him as well. So it's a real conundrum in trying to figure out what they should do in terms of structure. But I have to say, guys, normally I'd come on here barking on four hours, shag that. Um, I really enjoyed it. I, from start to finish, I enjoyed the match top to bottom. To me, it was a eight plus out of 10, maybe nine out of 10. Um, I didn't have a huge amount to crib about, really. I enjoyed most of it. Um, and, and I just thought that the, the big thing I took out, and I don't know whether you picked up on it, if you look at the, the ladder match and you look at the, that Tornado match, because there's a lack of production there, what happens is they're going all over the place <clears throat> and there isn't enough production there to follow it. Yeah. And it's kind of catching up on what's going on. And then it looks a mess. Yeah. And that's what I took out of those two matches, more so than the quality of what was going on and stuff like that. Like you're kind of getting camera work there where it's arriving when a move has already been hit and there's a guy laid out. Yeah. And you're kind of losing the essence of what it is and stuff like that. And it just looks a little bit messy. Now that's only a small thing, you know, it's only a small point. It's very uh it's very TNT, right? Because that was that was that was one of those yeah. things that WCW yeah. was kind yeah. of um not really yeah. at the level of WWE ever. Yeah. WWE always had Kevin Dunn and all those guys yeah. always yeah. had that. 
production value. But it makes it makes a section of the match feel like a backstage attack. You sure? As opposed yeah, yeah. to out in the stadium. Area. I like it. Sometimes that yeah, clean yeah. cut stuff is yeah. can be overproduced, right? No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I also I also think for the ladder matches as well. When you look at the ladder match, I mean, I I, I like crash. Yeah, they are, yeah. and they're supposed to be, and you yeah. can see the makeup of what's in it is supposed to make it that way. But if you're having a ladder match like that, it doesn't really need to leave generally the the, the closeness of the ring area, yeah. if you like. You know what I mean? Yes. Like you don't really need to be going up to the top of the ramp and bashing each other with ladders and stuff like that. When there's plenty of ladders there, keep the action in around the ring. If you want to go halfway up the ramp to do some sort of a crazy spot off a ladder, do that. You don't need to be going all over the place. You know what I mean? Keep it focused where production can keep up with you and show the best bits of what's going on. See, they're trying to. I think. I think they're trying to. You know, create that, recreate that moment a lot of times. You know, where like Jeff Hardy done the whole swamp on. But yeah. the thing is, and that that's, was that's planned, what, wasn't it? Ted? Yeah. Like, that was planned. But that, that's yeah. what that's what Sting's thing was. Now I know I know yeah. he wasn't doing a swanton, and I did not want to see Sting doing oh, a swanton. Jesus, I'm no. not saying that, but Give like that's what that that's that's exactly what that spot was. Yeah. Um, and, and don't be surprised up there at the top if he thought about it. I know, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't be. He's a bit of a madman, but yeah, yeah. Not, like I, I'd agree with you now. Like the four hours, I I did say that, that I think the four hours is a bit long, and I I do think it is a bit long. But the pay per view did go by at a very nice pace. Mm-hmm. It's just that that one match. I don't know if you're going to have like a no holds barred match like that. Right. And the pinfall has to take place in the ring. And that's fine. I don't mind that. But if three other boys come out and start battering the three boys that are there, they shouldn't be winning. Should they? Like if it comes down to a six on three and there's no rules, no nothing, you shouldn't, you know, the six should be winning. Mm. And that, that I think kind of just annoyed me. And then the, the finish, and I know the finish can go, you know, sometimes the finish can go awry, but that finish went, Badly arrived because he clearly fucking missed the the coffin drop. Like didn't even get close to him. Yeah, well, I suppose we look at it and we say sometimes the quality of the wrestling is really, really good, but the psychology within it doesn't really yeah. match what should be going on. You know what I mean? It depends. And- yeah, I, I, I was gonna say I, I think I think it's nice the way they've you know gonna get on to some other matches here because I think it's actually nice the way you do because obviously Eddie Kingston and Jericho's a nice opener. You know. Jericho kind of plays a little bit more of the hard hitter veteran these days. You know, he has a little bit more of that aggression. He's not the comedy guy anymore. Eddie Kingston is Mr. Aggressive, you know. Um, Talk about the shape Jericho's in, though, lads. Yeah. yeah. Fucking hell. Oh, Even his face. How much has a young ab boy? implants, great. apparently. Just yeah, but, idiot on Twitter. Yeah. But I've I, I seen people saying ab implants and, you know, he had liposuction. If you have liposuction, your stomach might get skinnier. Your face fucking doesn't. And you know that what it is? put the work in. I, I don't care what he does. What he does, I ain't going to hate on him. It's no, but you know what I mean? Great. Like, he's, he's clearly lost. Whatever it is, he looks great. No, he looks the, very the, healthy. I'd say he's see it lost in his face, like. I'd say he's, he's cool been on, he's been on a treadmill and he's yeah. cut out the gargle. It's I'd say he's cut out a bit of alcohol. He, he yeah. blowed it. He blowed it up on purpose. It was part of what he was doing. This is I what think so. Forget. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. I think so. And like he looked, he looked great. The match was fucking the business. Yeah, I think the match was great. Um, I don't really like the Kingston's finisher. I think it look. It's I don't know. It looks very strange or something. Mm. It, yeah, for a camera, it doesn't look great. Like maybe, it, maybe it hurts like fuck. But I mean, yeah. part of the it's show not is meant to, like, to hurt though. It. It's meant to look good and not hurt. Yeah, so you're it, right. It, it. It's, it's kind of the opposite because he's like standing over him and he's like wrenching the arm back, and you're like, I can't really see what's going on there. Like, what the fuck are you doing yeah. to him? Eddie, Eddie at time can be a little bit loose. I mean, that first, that first suplex out of the back straight onto the back of the neck. I mean, there was no messing around there. And I was thinking, I know Jericho's brilliant as a worker and as a seller and stuff like that, but that must have had a little bit of a stinger in it. There's no doubt well, about he, it. You know? He gave him a receipt very quick on the outside because the first punch he yeah. hits him is solid yeah. as yeah, fuck. There's no work in that one. There wasn't. Well laid in there. Absolutely. Well, that's it, you know, because Eddie Kingston's kind of gimmick, and you know, yeah. I don't know how much he lives to gimmick in real life or not. I don't know. Oh, Paddy Morrow. Very much, very much so. so. Very much so. So he probably <laughs> thinks, you know, he's he's the hard lad from the streets or something, but you know, he, he, he wants is to, to be fair. Yeah, he, yeah, he probably he, he probably is. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? But tell but, you that suplex off the apron though. Yeah. But but what I'm saying is, you know, there's there's a hard lad from the streets like Eddie Kingston, and then there's like people like Brock Lesnar. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, it's it's so oh, yeah. I get it, but Jericho, what I'm, the point I'm making, it's not to diminish anything about Eddie Kingston because I like him. It's like Jericho's been in there with those type of guys, and he's not afraid to back down when he needs to. So oh, yeah. Eddie Kingston, that probably Eddie Kingston probably loves that. He's probably like, all right. Yeah, I fucked up. Let's. Listen. Oh yeah. Chris Jericho was the first guy in the gorilla position for Brock Lesnar when he thought his boy Randy Orton had been beaten yeah. no proper style. So listen. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, and like, has no Kingston, fear. 
yeah. Kingston took the fucking dig to the head and just kept going. Yeah. And yeah. T- that suplex off the, the apron onto the outside, I was like, f- I was like, ah, this has to be reversed. And then now I was like, Jesus, lad, that's fucking <laughs> Jericho, you're 50, mate. You maybe don't need to be doing that too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think right. I, I would also say that, yeah, I think Jericho needs to slow down sometimes on it. Now, in fairness, he doesn't wrestle as often, so maybe he likes kind of keeping yeah. it, you know, but he doesn't need to prove that. But look. I'm delighted that Eddie Kingston's getting a run because he legit yeah, yeah. was about to retire, you know, and it's great. Well, I think the win was fine. It's just the submission I'm not. Oh, 100%. 100%. The, the way it looks, I just, it yeah. doesn't look good is is the thing. It was a huge win, win for Kingston though as well. Big, and it's big. great to see. It's amazing to see Jericho elevating these guys as well when he believes in them so much as well. Like he, he He's willing to do that kind of stuff for those guys as yeah. mad as it is as, as at his age. Yeah. And, all. and he, he's, he's not done, like that's not done yet because he's like, after <laughs> Jericho came out and said, you know, maybe I'll shake your hand on yeah. on dynamite because yeah. obviously the whole thing was Kingston was like I want you to shake my hand and show me respect yeah. and he ring, didn't at the end of it ring jacket was savage as well yeah savage yeah he just looks he looks fat he looks absolutely fantastic yeah. it's amazing and it's amazing that the people that criticize are like in their early 20s and literally wouldn't even know what a six-pack was unless it was uh, a you beer. know a pack of beer or a six-pack of donuts so, unless it was implanted into them yeah <laughs> yeah so these these absolute knobheads like hang your head in shame lads come on yeah if you could look like he jericho looks in his 50s if you could look like that in your 20s you'd be doing fucking well That's yourself. It. like if you can look like jericho and the likes of myself at my age you know what i mean you should be <laughs> um, let's um let's get on to another singles match here now two in particular actually I think uh, it would only be right to talk about, obviously, Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. This is a match I've been looking forward to for a long time. Obviously, two two ladies that I believe are two of the best. You know, we get a lot of talk about, you know, how good, you know, big-time Bex and all this. And rightly so. And, of course, Charlotte and um, all, the, all the WWE ladies. But, I mean, there's probably no one hotter at the moment. Um, and, Rachel, I mean, hot streak, okay, um, than Britt Baker. I mean, she is just, she is eating it up, I think. I believe everything she does. And Thunder Rosa is just grown, grown and grown and grown. From the first time we saw her on NWA to now, like she's just become such a big star in the space of two and a half, three years. Um, a 17-minute match, near 18-minute match. Like, this was a good match, lads, right? Yeah, absolutely. Thunder Rosa's... Um... She's a fabulous wrestler, isn't she? She's, oh. um, and um, I, I love the way she portrays that kind of that Mexican gimmick as well, through her as well. It's really, really cool. The yeah. fire, um, the fire in her, like, yeah, she really yeah. brings it out, doesn't she? Like, she's yeah, she's kind of like, to use, to use an old school saying from Ireland, she's a proper little gurrier, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you she's know, like and it's really cool because, yeah. and in the ring there, because Brit is so polished. You know, mm. she's so polished and so kind of perfect and stuff like that and all, you know. But yeah, it was a um, really, really good match. Um, but uh, Thunder Rose's shine is uh, not too far away, boys, if we're led to believe what we're hearing. No. Yeah, well, I, 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 I was surprised a little bit, not completely surprised that Thunder Rosa didn't win here because I was kind of like, they might go with Brit and like push this out to the next pay-per-view because I think their next pay-per-view is, I think they're doing all in again. Because they've bought the rights back from Ring of Honor now. And I think that might be maybe the one where they let Thunder Rosa, you know, take that title. But yeah. uh, no, I, I agree um, about this. Yeah, now the talk, they kind of gave it away slightly because they know there's a number one contenders match next week yeah. on TV. And with Layla Hirsch winning and Thunder losing. So the talk is it's going to be herself and Thunder and Thunder would win. Because the following week, they're in San Antonio in. And we know where Thunder Rose is from. So it would yeah. make sense that that's where the title happens and you get that real. Yeah. yeah and I think that is the following week, um, is that the one they're uh, claiming as like their Paddy's Day show? Would be, yeah. Is yeah that, that's be. the, because they like, that's the kind of the one of their Saturday night main events. I know it's a Wednesday night, but like, yeah, that's the one they're, they're touting as their Paddy's Day show. So you could be yeah. right, like, yeah. put this in, let her win there. And, mm. Ian knows, like, we did an NWA show uh, that Thunder Rosa wrestled on before she was on Dynamo's Dozen, and I was fucking raving about her then. Like, I think mm. she is. I don't know how she was going under the radar. Like, when she was at, like, and this isn't a dig at NWA, but how the fuck she was at NWA and wasn't signed to 
WWE or well, she know, was kind of yeah, she was kind of earning <clears throat> she was kind of earning her stripes. I think about it like the last yeah. conversation we had, which was this was maybe a year ago, just a little tiny bit over a year ago, and we were kind of talking about it. And uh, one of the things I t- kind of really respect is that she kind of knew what her path needed to be to kind of get that yeah. experience where to go. And um, quick shout out because I know. And people have asked, like, oh, when are you going to get Thunder Rose on again? Obviously, it was like, it was only a year ago, lads. Calm down. But, um, like, she actually did reach out and told me to mention this to, you know, our listeners as well. Like, the one thing that Thunder Rose is very, very appreciative of, you know, she she hasn't forgotten, you know, who was kind of rooting for her and stuff on the way up. And she did say, obviously, everything goes through corporate now because AEW was at that point where you got to sign the stuff, you know, it's not. So, it's not a case that I won't be able to do that with AEW. It's just the case. It's not even an avenue that I've gone down yet. Um, but listen, let's build the channel up first and then we'll, we'll get to that. I don't think there'll be any any issues there. Um, yeah. we, we get something getting some of those guys and girls on. But yeah, shout out. Thunder Rose, unbelievable. Yeah. Rip Baker. She's very... Um, I, I love the way she's very conscious of... Um, how would you put it? How she wants to present the business through her work. Yeah. Um, and I think it shines through. I think she's she's phenomenal, really. Listen, I can always tell a wrestler that's wrestling with confidence or a wrestler mm. that's wrestling through the gimmick. There's little details that you can tell. You know, been there myself, you know, when you just when you're wrestling in confidence, whether it be from your training, from little things you've learned, from whatever it may be, but obviously with these guys on TV, they, she is wrestling with confidence, like yeah. 150% yeah. Confidence, so yeah. we, we will get into that conversation when we talk about the other ladies' match. Yeah. No, but Br- I, I want to say, well, we're not going Br- to. <laughs> well, we will, we will definitely touch on it. Br- Br- Let's do it now. That, Brit is wrestling with that same confidence, though. Oh, Just, yeah, because like, yeah, we, yeah, we've yeah. given a lot of time to Thunder Rosa. Brit is wrestling with that same confidence. She has, when she first signed with AEW, you know, th- there was still a bit of polishing to be done. She, you yeah. can see she was a diamond in the rough, but it was still well, in the rough. Do. They've they've cleaned her off, polished her up, and she is. fucking phenomenal now and i love the fact that uh you know what brought her to being that that polished was that they like she had the broken leg and they kind of stuck her with um with tony and i love that he's still you know her biggest fan he's sitting there and you know he he shit talks all the other heels but he's like nah 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 that's like brit is great she's amazing and of course she's going to use her friends. Of course she's going to use them. She wants someone to win the title. I love when a commentator has that, you know, they have an Tony's, affiliation. Tony's there. really thriving as well, isn't he, as a commentator? Yeah. He's, he's he's back to the WCW commentator. And the fact yeah. that he doesn't have to be play-by-play, he can have, because Tony, like anyone that listens to what happened when, obviously with, with Conrad, shout out to Conrad, um, yeah. like knows that he's actually a very charismatic guy. You wouldn't have known that, obviously, from, yeah. you know, the WCW the play, days. Play. But he's very, very, very good. Um, Noel, you wanted to bring up the other women's match, so why don't you? Yeah, I mean, when we talk about the, I mean, the other match, the other match, uh, like these were poles apart. If you like, I mean, I'd be a fan of Taya Conte, but yeah. uh, Jay Cargill. I mean, she's an absolute specimen. There's no doubt about it in terms of the look and everything else. But kiss her around the world. She, yeah, she's nowhere near ready for that situation at all and I know they're plugging it and they're pushing it and it's this that and the other and all but good lord every single inch of movement in the ring is unnatural to her and telegraphed to hell and it looks it looks I don't know whether you guys enjoyed it or not this for me was a real downturn on it Um, I just I just couldn't get into it at all and Ian it's like what you said when you've done the training and it's natural when you look at Thunder Rosa when you look at Britt Breaker you know she's putting in the hours in the ring you know she's training hard you know even in her working and some of her movements there's little shades of Adam Cole there as well in it you know what I mean so you're getting that kind of rub there with this girl, she needs to spend serious time around lads with a bit of work. She should spend a bit of time with Daniel Bryan doing some work in the ring and stuff. You know like what? That even spend time, very... even spend time around those two girls that you just mentioned. You know what I yeah. mean? Just, <clears throat> just, just. I mean, Thunder's. You know, Rosa yeah. is uh, is training people I, now as well. I just, she... I just think that how many trust kicks can you can you throw out in a match like yeah. that? And it's just it's. I I think take on day. Unfortunately for Tay Conte, I think Tay Conte is very, very good. And I think mm. it's just unfortunate that it's who she matched up with. And as you said, like, Jay Cargill, she has the look, she has the physique, like, everything. Mm. And she has the confidence. Like, you can see yeah. it in her when she's in there. She is confidence as hell. But yeah. 
she's not polished enough yet, which is kind of why I think they brought in this secondary women's title because they knew they couldn't put her near the top one. Like no yeah. one would have bought her beating Brit. So they were like, yeah. let's put this secondary title on her, let her fucking get a little bit of a uh, momentum there, and then yeah. It's just, it's just being careful, I suppose, Ted, and how, who you book with her and who you're pushing yeah. through there, you know what I mean? Because, as you said, Conte is so good. And, yeah. and, and you know, it's a kind of a, you know, we know it's two people, it takes two people to have dance partners and all that kind of stuff. But it's just, with her, I think she's just so, because she's such a specimen, she's so rigid. She reminds me of kind of, um, you know, Batista in the early days where he was so rigid in his movement and his punches and his kicks and everything and all. And then eventually he realised I should just go out there and have fun like Eddie Guerrero and just loosen up and enjoy it. And I, I suppose when that happens, if it does happen, um, she'll be unbelievable because I never, I never saw improving the Batista. I'm just saying, sorry. Um, yeah, let's uh, he was looser, all right. <laughs> We're not going to mention the comebacks, but when he was on his run in there, ah, he was he was a bit of fun, all right. He was a bit of fun. He's a better actor than he was wrestler, anyway. I'll give him that. Um, I hate you, Batista. I hate you too. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's You're gonna give on. me what I want. <laughs> Let's get on to the the last three. Obviously, I'm conscious of time here because we don't yeah. want to um, spend too long of these. In the next kind of 10 minutes, we'll run through them. CM Punk, MJF, I mean, the longest match of the night, but good Lord, some people think match of the night. The story these boys told in the build-up was just fantastic. The fact that, you know, in 2022, MJF still gave zero fucks and used... The kind of the Jewish thing, as <laughs> you know, being a bullied Jewish kid and all that. And they were like, he couldn't do that, could he? He couldn't do that, could he? He did. You know what I mean? Um that promo though, like it looked like a face turn promo, you know, and they didn't yeah. they didn't have him, you know, attack punk or anything. He walked out, punk came out and he just walked away, tears in his eyes, and you were like, They're not fucking turning this, are they? They're not going face MJF. And then he comes out the next week and you know. Punk cuts the promo saying, can you come out? He comes out, he gives him the hug and everything. Then he kicks him in the bollocks, beats the ever-living piss out of him. Mm-hmm. And what I loved is at the end, he's like, yeah, I'm a snake. And if you think back to Punk's Ring of Honor days, that's one of the big, when Punk won the title from Samoa Joe, I think it was. Yeah. The crowd had been really behind it. Now, it was a little bit different because Punk was the like the huge face going into that match, mm-hmm. uh, which MJF isn't here, but he was the huge face going in. And then he won and he was like, I'm a snake and, you know, the greatest thing the devil ever did. And, like, they used all of it. And then even the the blood and everything, it was very reminiscent to a lot of Punk's old Ring of Honor work. Mm-hmm. And then the entrances here, you got yeah. fa- you got faked out, which I was kind of like, ah, you know, we're going to hear Punk's actual music in a minute. It's not a great fake out, is it? Because you're still going to hear it now in two seconds. And then it's obviously MJF comes out and then you hear Punk's old music and you're like, hang on now. Yeah. Hang on a minute. And he came out in the old Ring of Honor gear and everything very uh, um, the shorts and stuff. I thought it was great. Yeah. Very, very clever, Ted, in the way they did it, isn't it? With the, the announcement of the purchase of Ring of Honor as well. You know yeah. what I mean? So they used little subtle things in the show to try. Great, mar- great marketing. Great, uh, yeah, great, yeah. Yeah. brilliant. Ring and the fact Honor. that Punk came out circa Ring of Honor with the ring gear, as you said. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like the, the old shorts. I love those shorts as a as yeah. a wrestling attire. You don't see it on yeah. too many. Like Hook is kind of yeah. using them now. Um, yeah. But the, his are a bit tighter. Like Punk was using yeah. proper basketball shorts. Yeah. It looks they look great, and then the match itself was just yeah, fucking yeah, it was, something else, wasn't it? It was fantastic. Yes. It was a match of the night for me. I mean, I, I implore yeah, I think anybody, so. to, you know, if you've made it this far into the show, um, well, you know, you know the you know the results anyway. So, um, but yeah. yeah, absolutely fantastic match. John Moxley and Daniel Bryan, another one of the longer matches, just a singles match. Yeah. A, a test of wills. Shout out to John Moxley. Good lord, he he's looking very well. He's he's looking healthy as well. We mentioned yeah. Jericho yeah. Looking healthy. You know yeah. he's looking very not not so overly buff or anything, but looking really really healthy. He's leaned down and you know like the, you can looking see it down. in his face and it like stuff like he's happier in himself now than he was see. before he took yeah. the break. It seems to be a, it seems to be a trait throughout the roster guys. If you look at the roster, they there's a great. lot of guys getting into great shape at the moment. So that yeah. kind of that wave of kind of partying and celebrating the new boy on the block 
has kind of gone now and the guys are nailing it down now, you know what I mean? I Daniel Bryan Daniel Bryan was like a new penny. Daniel Bryan looked phenomenal, that's phenomenal. Yeah. I would last a minute in that new world. <laughs> like be straight to the yeah. bar. Like, I know. I know. If you're picking up their paycheck, you might be more dedicated. Yeah. That's one hundred percent true, also. One hundred percent. I'll um, I, I only have one kind of real gripe with this match, and it's um and I know it was part of the story, you know, like I'll never team with someone until I bleed with them. But we just seen a bloodbath, and I think the bloodbath was needed for the the dog collar match. I mean, you're you know Lens you're whipping, too. You know, you're whipping boys with chains, yeah. and like these are chained to each other, beating the shit out of each other, and the two boys hate each other. And what a great finish to have Wardlow come out and give him the ring. But mm. and this one, a little bit of blood wouldn't have been too bad. But fucking Ambrose was as bad as as uh, yeah. Punk wasn't he? He was yeah. pumping it out. I was like, that's oh, it. It's maybe a bit much to have two of those on the night, isn't yeah. it? You could tell you could tell the lads were licking the aspirin for two or three days beforehand, yeah. weren't they? The alcohol alcohol intake is lower in Moxley's blood now, so you don't bleed as much. So it's like shit, I better take some aspirin. I'm fucking yeah. full on 100 yeah. percent good blood. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I it was just, you know, it was a it was a bit more like I, I'm not against having blood on a show, but I was kind of like yeah. So just had your big bloody battle. Yeah. This kind of takes away a little bit. Be, from the big it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be overkill. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Brian bled a little bit, and you could see a little cut on his head. I was like, yeah. if both of them had something similar to that, but Moxley was fucking. Like yeah. you could see Brian. You could see Brian's body was covered in blood, and it wasn't his own. It was all no. Moxley's all yeah. rubbed all over him from all yeah. the other moves. Like obviously, yeah. the big talking point from this, even though the match was great, is Regal coming out and lads. Regal is just a king, isn't he? He's uh, you know, just walks in and loves Moxley in the, the little head. short, the little short headbutt. He <laughs> that dirty little black pill headbutt, isn't it? From oh, the proper, proper inner slap, just, slap just to get his own little bit of blood on himself yeah. to have like his own Becky Lynch moment from remember that. That's yeah, that proper thing. Yeah, inner city headbutt yeah. slaps him in yeah. the chin and then goes yeah. and slaps Brian. And the one he hit Brian, the slap he hit him was pretty, fucking <laughs> yeah, Brian looking at him, yeah, Joe. I, I loved. I loved when he hit uh, Moxley though. Like he hits him and then he gives him the little headbutt and Brian is like laughing and clapping. He's like, yeah, yeah he's you, show, you show him coach, you show him. And yeah. then he turns around and he fucking cracks him as well. And he, Brian's face goes from like utter delight to like pure mm. shock. Now could be pure shock from the fucking force of the hit because there was no working. Nah, yeah, because his jaw looked a little well bit. He, done. <laughs> he well he done. But yeah, now yeah. Regal came out and he, he looked the business. I mean, you'd still be terrified of that man if he walked up to you with the look on his face. Well, you yeah, know, he right. has a million ways to literally stretch your body in ways that oh, yeah. is not. Yeah. Oh no, but I mean, even if, even if you didn't know him, if you didn't know Regal, you walked up on the street and that, and he was looking at you the way he was looking it's at the big man. Boys, you'd be like, you'd be like, I think yeah. I might cross the road here. Look at that lad, looks fucking pissed, yeah. and I don't want to yeah. be in his way. He's a big man. Um, I, I suppose one thing I have to mention about the match. Um, I wasn't overly interested in Daniel Bryan when he was in WWE, I have to say. And I wasn't overly interested when I heard he was leaving and going to AEW. And I was concerned when he was going into AEW. But I have to say, guys, he has me <clears> back on board. That was an absolute technical wrestling masterclass for him the other night against Moxley. And he's every bit the American dragon he was in Ring of Honor before he went near WWE. And I'll tell you, I'm back on the Bryan Danielson bus big time. Me too. He yeah. was outstanding. He was, he, it was, if you park the kind of MJF and CM Punk stuff and, and you know, the, the, the build up to it and the, the emotion and the, the hype of match, Daniel Bryan probably had one of the performances of the night in terms oh, of, oh, yeah. He's just incredible as a I would, wrestler. I, I would dare say, literally, you know, sometimes I'm biased on this, but if you're going on form, you know, mm. it's all well and good knowing what people can do and what they can't do. I think going on form pound for pound, he's probably the best wrestler on the planet at the moment. Yeah, and you have to remember, I'm saying that with Adam Cole, who was on the card <laughs> as well, and Hangman Page as well, you know, and, and hats off to Moxley as well because Moxley had to be there as a stance partner as well. Oh, but I just Moxley thought, held up his but end some, as well. Yeah, yeah, but some of the some of the stuff that Daniel Bryan did, if you see some of the switching and the moving and the reversing and all, it's just he's absolutely crisp. It's it, things. It? It's things like that come natural to you. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. natural. Like those things, I don't want to say they can't be taught, but they really can't. You know what I mean? Those mm, little yeah. things that are natural to you, they can be taught if they're drilled into you. Mm. But you can yeah. tell with him, when you look at someone like, you know, a Daniel Bryan or an AJ Styles or, you know, a Balor or, you know, any of these guys, it's it's all very natural to them. 
they like their positioning yeah. and the way they adjust their body in certain situations, you know, and it's always the kind of smaller, kind of leaner guys. It's and, and probably because they're so light on their feet, it's just yeah. so natural to them. Yeah. I think that's what I makes just, Brock Lesnar such yeah. a freak, really. I know we're not mm. talking about WWE, yeah. but mm. I think that's what makes Brock Lesnar such a freak yeah. is that he has that ability at you know 300 pounds. Yeah, but I just I just looked at what he was doing the other night and I was thinking I could be looking at Ring of Honor again, that program he did yeah. with Nigel McGuinness, and I just thought he was absolutely yeah. outstanding. Really no, I, that's all. Awesome. I, I loved him in WWE as well, but like it's a different. He is a different animal here, and it is. Yeah. It's back to his Ring of Honor days. The only yeah. difference is that in the Ring of Honor days, he was, you know, I'm not going to say he was small and skinny. Like he, he was skinnier than he is now, though, because he's mm. bulked up and he still kept that aggression, that style, yeah. everything. It's still there. Mm. Um, yeah. If if you didn't have the dog collar match, I think this would have been match of the night. Um, well, get on and finish it off. Your boy and my boy pitted against each other, Noel. Um, yeah. The hangman, the champ. The Adams. The, the, you, you, you look at the two boys, I mean, I'm, Adams, a fan, yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of both of them and have been for a long, long time. Yeah, same. But, yeah. you know, they're both very, very similar, but yet both very, very unique in their own yeah. way. Yeah. Um, I, I think Hangman Page, I think he's, Absolutely brilliant. I yeah, think, I think that's one of great. the best finishers in the business. I just that lariat is just outstanding. It's it's like, it's it's JBL on steroids. It's like, JBL oh. hitting a trampoline while running or something like that. But it's just it's outstanding. And I like hats off to Adam Cole as well. Adam Adam Cole is probably one of the best sellers in the business as well. I'd he agree. With absolutely that. makes every move he takes look like his head has been decapitated. And I like the way he got his stuff in as well. And there was a couple of say close finishes. Um, yeah. But I like the way they're building Page. I, I I just think it's brilliant. I think they're feeding them really good guys as well, and they're really good competitive matches. Um, and it's really raising his stock as well, you know. And I again, I, I was questioning about Adam Cole going there, and such a big fan of him, and stuff like that. And I thought initially when he went in, he was melting into the background of the lava of the elite. And well, stuff he was, like that. yeah, because he's kind of been that. doing some of that stupid shit, which obviously the likes of yeah. Jim Cornette had said, like, and he had been doing that up yeah. until recently, yeah. Yeah, and I just I just think he needs to stand out. Adam Cole is a star. In and, his own. Um, yeah, yeah. In, yeah, in his own right. He's built up his stock. If you look at what he did with Undisputed Era and stuff like that and all, and the matches he had are incredible. They're enshrined in history, really, when you look at some of those NXT takeover matches. And he has the ability to do it here and now. But the difference between here and now is... He's having a similar type of quality of opponent in terms of like it's a wrestler versus a wrestler. And it's kind of let's go out there. Yeah, we know that we have these kind of gimmicks that we have to portray like Hangman has and stuff like that. But let's go out here and just have a wrestling match. Let's have a pop off each other. You know what I mean? And it's really, really good to see. And it's exciting when it's like that as well. And Adam Cole, I have to say, just has chemistry with anyone he steps through the ropes yeah, with as well. And it, it, it's just brilliant to see. It was it was a, it was a, a fitting main event. And those boys would have been under pressure as well. That was a great card up till that uh, stage as well. They had a lot to deliver as well. Yeah, you know they that? still they still had to go out and do it. And I I would agree. I think the only thing with Adam Cole, and I think this is where he got lucky in a sense, I suppose, is that he came in and he was he was bandied in with the elite, right? And I think Adam Cole works best when he's in a group. I think he does work best in a group. The problem is that he needs to be the focal point of the group, not the background character. I was going to think... dead. I'm actually so glad you said that because I think that's even what Jim Cornette was saying. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm. Like he's a, he seems to be a bit of a behind the scenes because he comes across a very nice guy even in interviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, but he's, he seems to be a bit like of a, a yes man. And I don't mean yes man in terms of like you know oh he has no bollocks like. But what mm. I mean by that is like the two boys think they're the stars of the show still. You know the 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 books. But I mean, he outside of that little bubble of the indie wrestling, Adam Cole is a bigger star and has has worked so hard yeah. to get that. In you know, I would the, say even, I would say even in that indie circuit, that Adam Cole, yeah, still yeah, probably, star yeah, because NXT is where he made his stock. So I think he needs well, to be a little not, bit more. Even Ring of Honor, he was a fucking Massive. superstar yeah, in yeah. Ring of Honor, yeah. and it was when I think the hmm. two boys getting out of WWE, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. I think if the two boys hadn't gotten out of WWE as well and come in as his new kind of team. I think if he'd stuck with the elite, he might yeah. not have pushed to where he is. And I think he was lucky that the two boys left and joined up with him because yeah. them joining up, let him be that little bit more serious. And he was fucking brilliant. The dead shot or the dead eye, is it? Dead eye mm -hmm. off the fucking apron through the, 
the table. Sick. I don't know about the tying the mat, tying a man to the fucking top rope. I think you know the ref needs to be stepping in there. That's poor referee, and you know that's a yeah. foreign object being used. And I don't want to see that Aubrey. Was that Aubrey? No, it wasn't. It was. Uh, it was I can't Aubrey. remember your man's name. No, it, it's 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 one of the things you know they wanted it because they'd handcuffed Cole to the the ropes in one of the previous weeks. And you need Mike Kyoto for that one. You need to yeah. bring in the big guns when it when it yeah. comes to the, it's you know. you know it's it's a throwback to the story that that got them there, but in the middle of a match. You know, whatever about using the commentator's table because it's, you know, you didn't bring it in. If you bring the belt in and then you use it to tie your man up, I think you're still cheating there. Yeah. Uh, but the, the match is fucking phenomenal. And as you yeah. said, the lariat, the buckshot, like firing yourself over the rope like that and fucking the speed he hits them with, of course yeah. you're, you believe that that's going to be a, a finish. Le- legitimizes the boys, doesn't it? And it's yeah. it's really great to see the way AEW is handling the booking of these big cards now and big events and stuff like that. Because if you think about a card that's out there, you got Jericho kind of in an opener with Eddie Kingston or whatever it is, you know. I mean? Imagine Jericho then, in an opener. Yeah, but then you've got Sting. Yeah, but it doesn't feel like. No, yeah, I know. Feels, what you you mean, know what I mean? But then you've got that's... Sting. You've got Sting there in the middle. You know yeah. what I mean? You've got CM Punk there. You've Daniel Bryan. You've John Moxley. You know. But then it's nice to see that at the top of that mountain there. You've got the likes of Page and stuff like that and Adam Cole who have really, you know, earned their, earned their stripes really in terms of this business and stuff like that because the fear that we had originally going in is that it would become the CM Punk and Daniel Bryan show and everyone else would get lost in the mix. you got to give you got to give props very to clever those the two. Way they've done it. you got to give props yeah. to those two guys as well, not the yeah. man in that, you know what I mean? Because they're building yeah. their stock and helping build stars yeah. in the process. Yeah. And I think what you're looking yeah. at, especially CM Punk, with who he's worked yeah. with, um, and you know their time is going to come. But at the yeah, same time, yeah. by the end of this kind of run, whenever it happens with Paige, you know, whether it be a Daniel Bryan heel turn or whether it be a CM Punk heel turn, like, you know, I, I would love that, like a CM Punk, you know, because he's been all friendly and, and like yeah. he's shown that he knows what he's doing. Like imagine a CM Punk kind of going on next to Hangman Page and like, I'm I'm supporting you. I'm right behind you, brother. Yeah, you know, let's... let's Let's go man to man and turn on him, like like Ted mentioned yeah. earlier, back in the Ring yeah. of Honor days. I, um, that's not yeah, going to hurt Paige because yeah, that's going to give no. him sympathy. Yeah, I'll yeah, uh, I'll be honest with you, is I could see both Brian and Punk never winning that world world title. I think Punk I, I think, will, I think, and the, I think two, I think the, the two boys one. could go without doing it. I think the last one though, I think with Punk, I think you will see it purely because he's too big a star. Um, well, if you see him punk at the end of the match when he got up on the ropes, he indicated the belt yeah. thing that he yeah. wants it, you know so, what I mean? But yeah. I'm thinking with punk, I honestly do think you're going to see like that little turn starting to happen eventually. Mm. I'm not saying tomorrow or next Maybe, week. Maybe, yeah. But I think, you know, because what they're doing at the moment, obviously they're building page up, as you say, they're feeding them guys, but they're not feeding them guys like a Hogan feed, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, they're nobody, hard, they're hard yeah. fought, hard so, fought yeah. wins. Like I got to say, like Tony Khan. Look, when we when we were one of the first to cover this, you know, back back when when you know when AEW started as well, and we talked about you know where it goes and blah blah blah. And I was always very much so of the opinion that it was a it's still a baby company, and realistically, it is. But they fast tracked it a lot, a lot, and I know they've they've mm. spent money, but I mean they're not spending, they're not throwing money, they're not hemorrhaging money, um, no. for the sake of it. And I think Tony Khan absolutely deserves yeah. a lot there's, of props. There's, there's more of a credibility to what they're doing now. And it also gives you the indication that, look, if you want to invest in this with your time and your hard-earned money as a, as a viewer, um, they're going to be around. Yeah. yeah, which is always the kind. Always the concern is that you buy into this and then suddenly it's gone. This you this company I mean? is so, not going anywhere. No, no I I don't think so. Yeah. Um, no, just uh, but before we wrap up, I just wanted to t- touch on the the ladder match. I know we slightly touched on it, but I think they did that very well. You know, they obviously had Orange Cassidy in there, and I know you're not a big fan of me, but I think the comedy spots. Oh, I like did, I like Orange Cassidy these days. Yeah, the, you know the comedy spots they used with him, with, like he jumped up on Keith Lee's back to try and yeah, get yeah. to the title at the start, and then the two boys were holding the ladder up, and he was standing on it. He like flipped them, skinned the yeah, cat. No, no, I, I yeah. appreciate what Orange Cassidy does these days. Thought it was very good. Initially, I didn't know what he was about. You know what I mean? But when yeah. it, I, I think that run with Jericho gave him a little bit of a credibility and to show that he has a couple of other sides to him but i mean there's a reason that he's now there in that kind of level yeah he's 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 not you your top I mean? star like he's he's where he should be but that power exactly. bomb from wardlow yeah. to uh ricky starks on the ladder to to end it 
Sick. I, I don't know what happened there. I don't know that Wardlow. Jay probably him. loved that. Shout out to Jay, former pod man member. Yeah. Um, Fake Rocky calls him, doesn't he? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Did Wardlow not get him out far enough? Or did Ricky Starks just hold on a little bit too much? But fuck me, he came down heavy on the back of his head. That could be one of those moments, Ted, where you're halfway through a move and you shit yourself and don't do what you should do on that. I, t- I, t- I think that is what and rightly, and rightly so. Because fuck me, it did not look good. Like, yeah, and if I, you don't commit, I, I, I don't, forget about it. I don't blame either the boys for it, but Jesus, it looked rough, rough as hell. Um, and then the other bit is just, and I know we touched on the match and how good it was, but uh, Thunder Rosa and um, Britt Baker, they had to follow MGF, MJF Punk. Yeah. And I mean, the crowd, you know, good normally point. after a match, after after a match like that, the crowd is normally drained, and you know you're not really getting cheer, and they're kind of catching their breath. Not not the fucking not the not the story in that game, in that match. Like the two fucking girls went out and got the crowd straight back into it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It'd be, it'd be interesting to see if Wardlow now pushes on and maybe he gets into that title picture with Paige. Maybe maybe Wardlow wins the belt and then he drops it to MJF in some way, well, and then MJF turned, drops it to Punk. Yeah, well, he's turned on he's turned on MJF here after giving yeah. the the ring, and I loved yeah. the. I've forgotten the yeah, ring, yeah. and then I was oh no, and then he winks at Punk, and it's like here it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a great little, uh, yeah. you know, and that's that's been coming for a while. Like everyone's been yeah. waiting for the Wardlow turn, yeah. and I like that you know he wins his title shot for the TNT title, and yeah. then he goes, you know what, well, I've got something in the bag now. I don't need MJF anymore. Now I'll turn yeah. on him. I'll wait, keep in my mind when I can yeah. do it, and that's when he could. Yeah. I love that. I love that gold ring as well in the ladder match, isn't it? It's such an internal piss take to the business, isn't it? The, the brass, brass ring. It looks <laughs> the sonic it looks, ring. It's so cool. It looks <laughs> horrible though, doesn't yeah, yeah. it? Oh, it, it looks, looks shit. So, like, but it's like just they, you know. it looks so so bad. It looks yeah. like a fucking uh, like uh, yeah. a life float thing you'd have. Yeah. Do you know, like when the the lazy rivers you used to go to when you'd go on holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It looks yeah. like one of like, them. One like, the sonic, oh, one the sonic rings yeah. or something like that. But definitely. But it's it's such an internal piss take at the business. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. So it's a it's a real shot. It's a real shot at Vince, yeah. isn't it? You know, grab yeah, the brass. Because if they like, put if they put a briefcase up, it'd be shitty. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like everyone remembers, you know, like all the talk, the latest news is obviously the Vince McMahon Pat McAfee interview, which was. Fantastic, yeah. by the way. I, Very I good. Yeah. I really the Lesnar one was outstanding as well. Like, oh, the Lesnar one was the best one. Like, yeah. it, it's one of the best, you know, interviews yeah. ever. And and I have to say, I am one hundred million percent yeah. a Pat McAfee fan. Like, yeah. what he does in the ring, he yeah. gets wrestling more than most people that have been around the business yeah. their whole life. He's a great host. I mean, like, I'm gonna say this. Sorry, ladies. I know we're recording this on International Women's Day, but go fuck yourselves for a minute. That show is a man show. <laughs> if ever there was a man show. And you know what I mean by that? It's like, it's just such a dude show. Boys go, yeah. you know, it's such yeah, a, yeah. it's yeah. like, it's a locker room frat yeah. party show with lads, jocks that are just, you yeah. know, giving it socks. And Mac- McAfee up. spends most of his time on his feet and all. Like, like, you know yeah, what I mean? He's, he's got some of that ADHD mm-hmm. or whatever going on. Yeah. It's like, cause, and I loved yeah. how Vince said that. He goes, yeah, not many interviews I'm here where you're just on your feet the whole time. <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh, I know, I'm excited. Yeah. And like, he yeah. just be there drinking beers and all during it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, and, yeah. No, he's, he's a, a kill. He's a kill. fantastic show. And, and, and I have yeah. to say, um, obviously this is news as of today because when this goes out as you as you listen to this it's it's the 9th of march you will have known you will have known noel i'm sorry i know you've got to get to your liverpool match but i'm sure you have it on there at the side of you just got to say it really quickly it's finally happened it's finally happened kevin owens last night called out Stone Cold Steve Austin. So it and people were going, Oh no, no, it's not happening. All the marks got it wrong again. Well, it looks like it looks like the uh the guys that think they're the smart marks. And by the way, I'm talking about people in the business here, and um, mm. that were kind of shitting on Meltzer. I'm actually gonna give Meltzer a bit of props here for once. A lot of the guys that are Meltzer haters. We're kind of giving him shit for announcing this and saying that it wasn't going to happen. And, uh, man, listen, sorry, Vince Russo. I love you, brother. But, uh, yep, you got this one wrong, too. Dave, Dave got one up. It's, I d- it's I think happening. We might see a tag, I think we might see a tag match there. Rollins and yeah. Owens versus Austin and somebody. Because <laughs> Austin I don't know and Vince. 
Well, it's it's starting now. The talk is it's starting out on night one as the Kevin Owens show, isn't it? First of all, and that's obviously so. gonna that's obviously gonna delve down then into night two, probably where yeah. a match will unfold. I hope. I mean, look, I think Austin would be able for a you know look. I think I think he is, but at the moment there doesn't seem to be anything for Rollins other than the fact that he's teaming with Owens at the moment, and there's no way you're having Mania without Rollins on it. So I think you're gonna get Austin giving the rub to one of the younger lads to come in with him. Um, you know, and be you know, like yeah, you're the new Stone Cold or whatever. And Billy uh, Banner won the US title when you put it like that, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that would was be a sight to see. Was there anything funnier than Kevin Owens walking by Zami saying on the ramp the other yeah. day? <laughs> Give him the he, hug. Come on, come on. And he hugs him in, then he starts rubbing his beard from yeah. like it's just you know what? Kevin Owens is another guy, like I mean, he's obviously getting paid now, which yeah, rightly yeah. so, rightly so. Yeah. Um but he really, really is top of the food chain as well, isn't he? In terms of like that, that little what seventeen second segment of when he did call Austin out, the intensity in his promo. I mean, yeah. that is your fight owns fight. Like we need more of that. Do you know what it is with Kevin Owens? There's an innocence to him. Kevin Owens probably still rocks up to a building for Raw or SmackDown and he pinches himself looking around. Yeah, you know that kind of way. There's an innocence to his love of the business. Yeah. And uh, it comes true now. Obviously, there's an intensity there when called to have called for. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah he's just yeah, he's yeah. just an all around great deal, Kevin. Owens. I love him. I have to say, and look, I mean, Jesus Christ, if 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 well, look, just don't let Rollins, uh, you know, we know we know what Rollins likes to do with with with, uh, with legends, so just don't let him in the ring with Austin. That would be nice because I'm, sure I'm sure Austin's well aware. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure Austin will have that. I'm sure Austin will have that fist cocked and ready, yeah, yeah. you know. Because one thing right. we know that one thing we know Rollins doesn't like is takedowns. Yeah. Especially when you run at him and you take him down. Yeah. He's not a fan of that because he kind of tends to fold. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sorry, Becky. I'm only missing. Yeah. Um, we should um we should uh, no, no, I think that would be great in fairness. Uh, like Rollins and Owens. I'm only teasing with Rollins, I'm yeah. a big fan. But uh, I think those two would be perfect if it were a tag match. To be yeah, I think, kind of dance partners to kind of keep him safe yeah. and kind of let him, you know, get in. And it just, you know, if Austin gets, and I'm not saying he will because he is still in great shape, but if he gets a bit gassed or, you know, it, things aren't going as well as he fucking hoped, if he has someone that he can tag in, it gives them the rub as well. It's going to be, and I'm envious of you, Niall, because I, mm. I, I, I was kind of thinking, will I go? And then I said, no, because just in case the pandemic doesn't actually I know, end, I'll fucking buy it. And I was, I'm fuming now. Doyle's a here. son of a bitch. He gets to get witness the return of Austin. This, yeah. this is my third role of the dice now. And yeah. Undertaker into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, like, I, but to see Austin, go in your to, hear suitcase, Austin's, yeah? to hear Austin's music hit, watch him fucking, you know, not strut, but I don't even know how you, like, you know, Austin's walk, you know what I mean? That fucking aggressive, yeah. you know, swinging the arms, getting down to the ring now. I'm fuming I didn't get there for that. But the one thing I'll always have about going to Mania is that I got to see Undertaker's streak end. And, you know, people can go to as many Manias as you want and you aren't going to see that now. That's done. I have that one in the yeah. bag. Well, I haven't been to any because I'm not a mark. I only run this show because I hate wrestling and I'm not jealous of any of you at all. And, uh, yeah, that's my story and I'm sticking <laughs> um... to it. <laughs> Before we finish an AEW show, Wayne, we have to mention our very own Session Mott Martina. Go yeah. ahead. Who has now, from what we can see, as far as now, tell she's signed for. I think she's still because re- she was signed to Ring of Honor, and then they let yeah. her go. During I think the it was a. I think it was a trial match. Yeah, as far as I'm yeah. aware. Yeah. Um, I think I think Ring of Honor have basically taken her back on, but because AEW yeah. own Ring of Honor, she'll yeah. now be on that. So she was on. It's great to uh, see. Da- she was on Dark with um, Ruby Soho. Yeah. Uh, and I seen recently FTR put out that they would like to uh, that they're going to start taking some independent bookings, and I seen. Uh, Corvin from Kings of the North has put his his call out for um you know we want it and yeah. if there's a tag team out there that should be signed and I have no idea how they haven't been signed it is the Kings of the North because fucking hell those two boys are yeah. just it was a great it was great to see her great reception though wasn't it it was it was great to see her yeah great to see her like you know seeing another Irish person getting a fucking 
yeah. their toe across the water and absolutely you know yeah. she was unfortunate because she did get signed to ring of honor and then the pandemic hit she was that was the end of it straight yeah. away for her like she was in with me there before christmas and we were chatting and all so she was very excited about everything opening up again and all and stuff like that's so a fair yeah. play just a quick one as well there on the the corvin mentioned corvin should be this week should be making an appearance before scrapper mania on this get him on show. get him on before he goes all elite <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if, if yeah, he, no, if, no, he should be. He should be making an appearance yeah. this week. In fairness, we've been talking. Yeah. Obviously, he's 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 getting ready. He's getting ready for Scrapermania, but uh, he's yeah. uh, he should um, he should be. Well, I'm saying if, if they get a match with FTR, if FTR come over and wrestle those two boys, they may as well send the contracts over with them because once they wrestle them, they'll fucking hire them. Yeah, it should be a great match. Yeah, yeah, be a nice dynamic game as well. He's a good Arsenal boy, isn't he, Corvin? As far as I know. Isn't he an Arsenal boy? Being yeah. interviewed by a Chelsea boy talking about wrestling. That should be interesting. He's an awful, he's an awful prick and he knows a fucking slap him. <laughs> that's, but, uh, no, he's he's an Arsenal boy, but that's his only fault. You know what I mean? Um, no, he should be. He's been, obviously, he's been on the show numerous twice, times think, before. So we'd, uh, yeah, twice actually, yeah. So, um, People thought he was getting bombed at one point, remember? Because he was, yeah, uh, geez, he was in a door open. <laughs> it was a door open. I was like, <laughs> And I think I asked the famous question, are you safe up there? Are you all right? Yeah, he, <laughs> and he goes, he goes I'm all right. right. I'm not getting bombed around. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, he, uh, his, his answer should have been, of course, I'm safe, aren't I? The king up here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> half the king, you know, the yeah. two boys together are the king. And the little Irish fella down here, in the, you know, on the, on the red white and, and, and gold, what would I have been able to do? <laughs> <laughs> Um, look, lads, that's been an absolute pleasure. Um, once again, great to have you back on, Ted. Noel, yeah, great to be on. You're uh, you're on these always, so I really always appreciate appreciate your time, guys. Um, so yeah, this has been our uh, AEW Revolution review. I'm sure we will be doing all of these reviews. To be fair, because we know that it's quarterly, so um, we're probably going forward. We'll probably have our little trio here for these reviews. I know Finn Martin likes to come on the odd time as well, so we'll probably drop him in on a few of these too. But uh, yeah, for all of you guys and gals that have enjoyed the show today, be sure to drop a comment and make sure you hit the like uh, button. But most importantly, most importantly, subscribe and hit the bell notification for all of these shows and more. On Dynamo Dozen, we give you everything. We give you Flat Earth. We give you Sasquatch. We give you whatever the hell you want, really. And uh, if there is something that you want to suggest, of course, best way to do it would be to email me on uh, dynamosdozen at gmail.com um, or even let me know in the comments if you're too lazy to do that. Um, but until next week, lads, as always, a pleasure. Absolutely. And for me, yep. Ian the Dynamo Kelly, Ted Irving, Noel Hogan, we are over and out. Cheers. <laughs>